Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. I don't really ever shut off. And I think it's because I love everyone in this building. Yeah. I want to see everyone succeed in this building. Uh, I also want to succeed. And I really took on a role that means something. And I want everyone to know that starting from literally operations all the way up to business office, even on football side, every single person to me is important. Every single position to me is important. So it's hard to shut off. Welcome to the Inspire podcast presented by Atrium Health. This is a podcast series for Panthers fans where we highlight admirable women from across the Carolinas as they share stories and lessons from their lives and careers. And I am so thrilled because today's guest is someone who has done so much, not just for me personally, although she has, she has done so much for our organization and our community. And to know her is to love her. And Panthers fans, if you have met her at a game or out in the community, you know exactly what I am talking about. It is the owner of the Panthers and Charlotte FC and the chief administrative officer of Tepper Sports and Entertainment, Nicole Tepper. Nicole, I am so excited because we get to have these chats quite a bit. And now we get to do it in front of a microphone. It's been so long. It's so fun. I'm so glad you chose me to do this with you. Oh, my gosh. It's so easy. Are you, knowing you, are you embarrassed by the intro that I gave you? A little. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe a lot, but that's okay. But thank you. You know that that I'm going to do that because that is one thing about you is that you don't like to talk about yourself or the stuff that you do. And it's one of the reasons that... I love you so much, you know, and and that we all do because the stuff you're doing is is just incredible. So in that vein, I want to go through, I love to ask all of our guests, what does a day in the life look like? And I'm so excited Mm. for you to tell everybody because it is just nonstop when you are in the office. So what does a typical day look like? A typical day, um, hmm, well, it depends. Yes. During season, Let's let's say season. like right around this time so, of year, and then let's do season two. Okay, so during the off season now, um, a day in the life for me is meetings, um, getting out in the community, making sure all the different philanthropic foundation um, organizations that we're dealing with are you know on track. Um, it's the chief administrative officer position kind of really comes heavy into play on the all the time, but on mm-hmm. the off season, just making sure each department is happy, the culture is where we need it to be, just taking everybody's temperature, 
People will have meetings with me about certain issues or problems or not even issues or problems, just kind of talking things out or talking it through, um, all that fun stuff. And I want to ask you about the chief administrative officer. It's a risky position to have um, because a lot comes with it. A lot of responsibility. And a lot of responsibility. But for me, if you're honest and you're... It, it, it's pure, then the responsibility lessens. And so culture is really important to me. Mm-hmm. People are really important to me. Um, having happy employees, which I know I can't make every single one of them happy, although I try. You do try. <laughs> is important. And um, kind of having the uncomfortable conversations, which nobody wants to do, I actually love. And I think the uncomfortable conversations – is what helps the individual grow, whether they're here or whether they're someplace else. And so that's really important to me. And I think that if I have an employee that works underneath or with me, I say with me, that leaves this organization and that has taken what I've given them and applied it to make them better someplace else, then I've done my job. And that's really important for me. I love that. So. You talked about culture. I, I do want to tell a story. I don't want to embarrass you again, but since we're in front of the microphone, you know go I probably will. Ready started. I'll let you just go. The first, <laughs> the first time we met, um, you were my second interview with the Panthers. I met you before a lot of the team that I work with now. I met you before Dave. And I will be honest, I was nervous. I was nervous to meet you because I wanted this job so badly. I grew up a Panthers fan. Uh, my husband and I wanted to to come back to North Carolina, as as you know. But if if people are listening, may not know that. And uh, what what better opportunity than to work for the team that you grow up loving? And so I was nervous because there was a lot of I wanted to impress you, right? I wanted to, you to see that I was going to be a good fit um, for this organization. And Nicole, we sat down as as you and I have talked about before. I I think within like three minutes of of talking to you, I've I forgot that I was doing an interview. I think we talked at our lunch for like two hours. I think we hugged within a couple minutes, you know, and then as we were leaving, I forgot it was an interview and it just felt like I was having lunch with a girlfriend. And I, I just, I just can't tell that story enough. And I'm glad that I could tell it on a recording because it is, it is how everyone feels about you here. And I am so grateful you know, that you saw that in me. And just even if it didn't work out, it just made me feel comfortable. I was like, no matter what happens, this was a great time. Like, we had an awesome time together. But you talked to me almost immediately about culture. And so that was, um, you were even newer along in the process of being an owner then. And you came in almost with, like, this vision. Yeah. And so can you kind of explain what the culture means to you, what the importance is of having a culture, really a family-oriented one here? Yeah. I think it's hard because I don't know if people like you were nervous. Yeah. Right. So when I when I think about culture and I think about people, even talking to anyone, I talk to them like they are human. Yeah. And so the culture should be you are human. So you're going to have a bad day. You have to take off. Your baby's going to be sick. You're going to be sick. Um, you're going to work long hours. You may take a vacation, and it's balanced too. Um, but human and happy is the culture that I want people to be here. And so human and happy will make you successful. Mm -hmm. So you're going to be human and have all these things in your life. But if you're not happy, then you're not going to be great at your job. And so to me, um, 
having a human conversation with somebody just because I'm Nicole Tepper doesn't mean that I'm not going through what you're going through or I haven't gone through what you may be going through now mm-hmm. in my past. And I want to give that back to people and create that culture here where they could come to me and say, this is what's happening in my life or I'm really pissed off and um, because this is what's happening here. And explain and come to me with it because if I'm not that person, how are we going to fix anything? Or mm-hmm. how are we going to create the culture where people are comfortable? And there's a fine line because some people may say, well, well what if somebody takes advantage of that open, that openness? But you kind of know, you could balance that. Mm-hmm. I could balance that. I know where if it's not you authentic. Could read, or, yes, and I read, could read people well. Yeah. yeah. So, but I don't want to ever change who I am. Because I think that creates a really successful place. Mm -hmm. And so it's hard work. It takes a long time to get there. And it kind of takes a long time for people to really trust that what you know of me, Mm -hmm. how you talk to me about our interview. I don't think a lot of people really believe that. Not believe it in a bad way, but they'll say to you, really? Like, she did that? You sat there for lunch for two hours and just talked like girlfriends? And we did. But it really helped me get to know who you are and how you would fit in this culture. And obviously, it was the best choice. <laughs> well, I'm and, incredibly grateful. It you know, changed my life. People will come up to me now and say, oh, my God, Kristen's amazing and she's great and best hire ever. And I agree. And But I couldn't get to that by a formal interview. It yeah. wouldn't work for me and it wouldn't work for this building. And so... I think the formal process has to happen, but it has it happens with other people, and then the the other part comes to me. And so we're in process of hiring other people right now, and the formal interviews are happening, but the people interview happens with me. And so when I get to that person, I actually laugh and say, this is a people interview. Yeah. This is not a formal interview. Your, res- your resume speaks for itself, and I know you had these interviews with X, Y, yeah. and Z. But now you're here with me to see if you fit. Because if you don't fit or if you don't have that ability to fit in this culture and understand who we are, then you're not going to be happy here. Yeah. And so it's imp- that's important. Yeah, we're all rowing in the same direction. Yeah. And and that's that I, I think you brought up such a good point that I just want to make that clear. And I think that I can really speak for all the employees here, which is just, you know, I do have a, a forward-facing role for the Panthers – but that is how the interview that we had is how you could ask any Panthers employee or any Charlotte FC employee. And they've had the same experience with you because, you know, everyone's kids names. You take the time to talk to everybody like you can't go down the hall without someone like reaching out to hug you and, and talk. And the fans, that's why I said at the beginning, the fans, if if they've gotten a chance to meet you at a game or at a community event, um, it just it emanates from you. But now knowing that you are such a, a caretaker, how? How do you turn it off? Like, just like not even because that's a question I ask a lot on this podcast. How do you decompress or take some time for yourself? Because, you know, we were just chatting before. If if something is going on at any point, you care so deeply that you take it on. I don't think I turn it off. But I don't want anybody to be like, oh, you don't turn it off. Like, I don't say I don't ever turn it off for people to say, oh, she's superhuman. It. I just don't, Mm -hmm. but it does affect me. There is a negative side to that. So I will get exhausted. I will lash out at people. (laughs) 
<laughs> my poor husband. Um, <laughs> Something tells me he can hold his that. own. He yeah. Can hold his own. Um, but it's a pro. It, it actually is a thing. Yeah. Like, and I don't shut it off. I go to bed at night thinking, like, how could we do this better, or how could I make this better? Sometimes I'll get up at three o'clock in the morning and be like, oh my god, I have to do this tomorrow. Do you know who said that she does the exact same thing? Christy said she wakes up at. 3 a.m., yeah. uh, Christy Coleman, our president, which we did a former episode, um, episode two of this season with her. But she said exactly 3 a.m. She keeps a note beside her bed, yep. writes stuff down, and then she can go back to sleep. Yeah. Um, and I know the – so I don't, I don't really ever shut off. And I think it's because, one, I love everyone in this building. Yeah. I want to see everyone succeed in this building. Uh, I also want to succeed. Um and I really took on a role that means something. Mm-hmm. There's like, you know, a purpose behind it. And so I think if I could speed it up, I would. But I know it takes so much time and effort to get into every little nook and cranny in the building. And I want everyone to know that starting from literally operations all the way up to business office, even on football side, Every single person to me is important. Every single position to me is important. So it's hard to shut off because I think like, oh, I was in the building today and I went with David Monroe and we were in the archive room, which happens to be if you haven't been in the archive room. I still haven't been. You have to get there. It's phenomenal. Okay. It's you literally have chills down your spine and he is beyond amazing. Okay. I'm going to email him later after this. Yeah. Amazing. Um. And then I feel bad because I didn't get to the, you know, social media department. Mm-hmm. You know, you just and so at night I'll think, like, oh shoot, I didn't get there, <laughs> but I'll get there tomorrow. And so it's like that's like the never shut off. That is the thing because because you care, and that's because, and I truly I, am not blowing smoke, and it's not because we're in front of a microphone. I just I you do so much, and and we're grateful for and it. And my husband will say, you cannot talk about work. From this time to this time. Okay, well, that was my next but question. But he's a little hypocritical because then, I, I, then I'll say, okay, and I'll go in the other room, and I hear him on the phone with, like, <laughs> Christy or something. I'm like. That was my next question. What is it like working with your spouse? Because I've said this on a previous episode. I love my husband dearly. We've been together for a long time. We would both, knowing each other so well, would say, like, nope, we should not work together. Like, we are better. So how is it working with your husband? So the way I kind of spell it out uh-huh is it's both of our second marriages right yeah. and so and we had not had children together even though we have stepchildren and we love them just like our own mm-hmm. this is like our baby <laughs> yeah right and so yeah. you talk about this like it's your child like you know when you sit down for dinner and you say oh well l- what did little sally do today and <laughs> sally kicked three field goals and, or you know scored yeah. seven baskets or she got a b on her test or you know she's having a sleepover we like this is the baby, and so when I sit down to dinner, I start talking about the baby, <laughs> and I may talk about the baby too much. It's like in a, having an obsessive, you know, parent like a stage mom who's constantly talking about her kid, and so I think, you know, that's our common. But he's the same way, even though he may complain. Like this is his baby too, in a way, with me and. Um, He's constantly thinking about it and talking about it and loving it, too. And so it's, like, kind of funny because I'll say you can't talk about the baby anymore. (laughs) Like, I want the attention now. And so it's 
kind of like that, but we have the same common love for what we do. And he has an incredible work ethic. Yeah. And, you know, I learned so much from him. And he doesn't stop. He actually makes me look like I'm lazy. And, um, you the know, two of you. I mean, so, come on. <laughs> so, it's I mean, incredible. Yeah. And he, you know, he's an unbelievable father. He's a grandfather now, so he takes pride in that. But um, we're, I mean, listen, we bicker like everybody else. Um, we fight like everyone else. And, you know, it may be about this baby <laughs> every once in a while. Yeah, the baby um, needs uh, her diaper you know, changed or I whatnot. Think, Who's going to do it? Yeah. <laughs> I think the uncomfortable conversations happen. Sometimes we don't see eye to eye. Probably most times we don't see eye to eye, but we're actually seeing eye to eye. And we don't even know it. Different perspectives. But we have to kind of come around to it. Um, but I think we're like the yin and yang, like we balance each other. Like he's definitely much more patient and, you know, he sees things differently and he'll take his time and he'll investigate and understand where I'm like, boom, like Mm -hmm. we're doing this right now. Mm -hmm. So he balances me a lot. And that's a great, yeah, yeah, it's a great teamwork, great, um, parenting, um, you're parenting Parenting the baby, baby. co-parenting the the baby (laughs) very, very well. I want to ask you about the thing that I know, I mean, you're, your job now touches all departments, but I know the thing that has your heart the most is community, community outreach, whether it is with the Panthers or Charlotte FC or the David and Nicole Tepper Foundation. And you have always been that way. And I probably will embarrass you again, but I know that when you first bought the team, there was like, what, six months where you would go and just learn different communities and volunteer your time without anyone knowing who you were. Yeah. Where does where did that start for you? Because giving back in a way that you do, or, or Riley Fields in our entire community department, it is a it is beyond a full time job, and it yeah. requires so much planning. It 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 is incredible. Well, it's twofold. One, I think you're just born with it. Mm-hmm. It's in your DNA. Mm-hmm. Like you are that person. The empathy. The yes, yeah. And then um, I credit learning. Um, not learning, watching my family. So I had an uncle, my mother's brother, um, who worked in New York City, who happened to be my best friend. Um, And he would take home homeless people. And so, and he would, and and at that time, oh my gosh, it was probably like late 70s, 80s. So you were able to get a job by just filling out an application. There was no background and this and that. So he would take home homeless men and women. He would feed them. He would give them, like he, they would shower. He would give them clothes and he would bring them back on the train to New York and he would get them a job. He would help them fill out applications and they would be working at like McDonald's or Wendy's or Roy Rogers at the time. And I remember watching him do this and being a part of it and developing relationships at the time with homeless people, just helping them. And I I remember loving it and saying, oh, I want to do that one. It's within your family. It's within you. It's in your blood. And and I remember just doing little things for people. And I remember how it would make me feel. Yeah. And it was just that feeling. It's almost like a drug. Mm -hmm. I know it's like weird to explain it that way, but it's like that feeling of like, oh, my God, I love the way that that just made me feel that that person feels that way. And it just kind of goes from there. And we had no money. I, it's not like I came from a wealthy family. 
Um, so the littlest things that we could do for people, just even opening our door, food, being Italian and having a big family, opening our door to neighbors and letting them in and eating around the table was that was a little part of it too. And just, you know, giving our clothes or every year my mom during um, the holidays would say, well, if Santa is coming, you have to give your toys to mm-hmm. so-and-so. Like just all those little things. And it just kind of built and built as I got older. And then I meet my husband who has the same heart mm-hmm. and who was, you know, already doing this as well, even before he was successful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and then coming here and meeting Riley, mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like, you know. You guys are you guys are very similar people. And what Riley has done as as the head of our community department for for years and years and years is yeah. just incredible. Yeah. And so I I never feel like um, you know, being in the spotlight doing it is something that was for me. Yeah. I did it because I just want to do it and I don't want it to be a thing. Um, but then coming here again, it changed that. Like people want to see it. People think that there's this platform where you have to show people what you're doing because somebody else. And I do do that, but I pick and choose the ones that I keep quiet and, and silent because they're so pure and authentic and I want to keep them that way. Um, but it is my number one. If I could do that and only that, it would, I would, I probably would. What are some of the um, events or moments that you've had in doing it through the Panthers or Charlotte FC that you've been the most proud of? Because you guys have pulled off some really incredible things. And you love to get out and meet people. Is it, is it Joy to the Carolinas? Yeah, I mean, it... Joy to the Carolinas is definitely, you know, for me, my most favorite. I think it's because it's the time of the year. Yeah. It's very magical. I know, um, you know, holidays in general, you know, we're happy and we love them, but there's people out there that are really, really depressed. It makes them sad. It makes them nervous and anxious because they don't have money Mm -hmm. to give their children what other children are getting. And it just kind of brings a lot back to people. So for Joy, um, making that season, because it it is about the season, Mm -hmm. right? It's Joy Day of the Carolinas, but it, I don't want people to ever think that it doesn't go beyond the season Mm because it's happening all year round. But it just makes that season much more magical. And to see a smile on a kid's face during the holiday season, or all the time really, but honestly with the lights and the music and the presents and, you know, they know that it's that season too. And they know, they see commercials Mm -hmm. where people are getting presents and just social media so to give them that moment and that night for them, for me, is, like, beyond. Like, I can't – I cry every time I talk I know. About I'm it. starting to get so, a little – we have cried um, plenty of times on this podcast, so it would um, not be the first time. <laughs> so Joy is probably, for me, the number one. But it's, there's, like, 1A, 1B, They're all – there's so many. It's not – yeah. What – um I, I've been wanting to ask you this. So – in the role as chief administrative officer, of course, as I said, community holds the biggest piece of your heart. As you said, you'd be doing it no matter what. What are some of the other departments or whether it's Charlotte FC or concerts or whatever, what have you enjoyed getting to learn about and know about and interface with those departments? Well, Charlotte FC, their social digital team 
They're rock stars. Yeah. I love them. I mean, I love, it's a shout out to everyone. Of course, of course. Um, but, you know, I really enjoyed seeing that blank canvas come to life. Yeah. Like, and have now a beautiful picture. Um, watching them grow, watching them like kind of just mold into their roles and understand what they're doing and um, loving what they're doing and seeing the community really um, embrace them. It has been really awesome. What was that moment like when the microphone went out during the national anthem and the entire crowd? Like, I have goosebumps. So I was very uh, newly postpartum, or I would have been there. I tried to get to that game, and I was just like, we just like could not make it work. I was watching it on TV, and I had goosebumps. So I can't imagine. It was amazing. I just went along with it. Yeah. I think it hit me after. Like, yeah. what just happened? Like, that was pretty cool. And then my phone started blowing up. And people were saying, that was the coolest thing I've ever seen. It was so, so fun. Well, they love it, too. I talked to Christian about that recently. Yeah. I mean, he's got the crown. He's getting, you know, with the coronation. Yeah. He's got the crown on. It's so cool. And so Jeremy I was Chen. hanging out with them yeah. during the first inaugural game. They were in the suite next to us. And they were having so much fun. Mm -hmm. So for me, that was like a moment of seeing them enjoy something that we never had before. Also, there was another moment with okay. soccer. Um and this goes back to community. So Dave and I, during COVID, or maybe during the end of COVID, had gone to the French Quarter mm -hmm. for lunch. Wow. And it was empty. Really? Really quiet. And I forget the name of the restaurant, and I'm sorry, I forget the name of the restaurant. It's on the corner. And the owner came out and introduced himself. He was fantastic. He was so nice. and But he was like kind of sad because they had no business for so long during COVID. Mm. And they thrive on, you know, the happy hour and the games and and everything was shut down and they were just starting to reopen. And I think the business was in the family, I want to say for 25 years. Mm. And they were so scared that they were going to have to close. And he kept saying to my husband, you know, I can't wait for soccer. Maybe soccer, you know. And so this inaugural match comes and there's 75,000 people and we go to the French Quarter that afternoon and you couldn't even walk. And um, basically said to Dave, you know, this, this sport, this what's happening right now is saving my family, is saving my business. And so for me, that was the number one thing. Mm. Because, I have goosebumps right now. You know, giving soccer to the community of Charlotte had such a domino effect. It wasn't about the game, the sport. It was really the it was the community. Like it really took people from all over the community to come together. They needed it. There was a lot of people who needed it. And I think it's great for the city. It's great for Charlotte to have this soccer team. It's nice to have all these different things, but it's those moments where you realize, oh my gosh, like that's what it's about. And I will say, you know, just even leaving the draft this year, um, I we got done um, the draft um, last day, and I was walking out, and there was the Kenny Chesney concert later that day. And so I rode down on the elevator with uh, Coach Rule and his wife and family members, and they were, you know, meeting the players who were there to come and watch. And then so I walk out of the gate, and there's all these people around, and it was just so neat to see yeah. that uh, aspect as well of the different concerts and 
um, you know, stuff going on. Whereas the past two years, I've walked out of the draft and you're just like, all right, bye, see you, everybody. Yeah. We had just finished up the one of the biggest events on the football calendar, and there was something just as big happening in the music world within the next few minutes. And it was just really neat. And it's cool to see, like you said, how uh, the players respond to it, how the staff responds to yeah. it, and and then just everyone else in Uptown well, Charlotte. It kind of humanizes everyone. Yeah. And so at the Kenny Chesney concert with the players, I remember standing there. We were on, like, backstage. Uh-huh. And they were, um, like, hugging each other and kind of swaying back and forth to the music. And I was probably, like, this little mama on the side, <laughs> side-eyeing them, watching them, just having that moment. Yeah. But being human. Yeah. Because I think sometimes people forget that they are human. And so for me to see them enjoy the night, they just got done with this whole four-day draft. And, you know, for players, it's, you know, a lot for them, mm-hmm. too. We don't realize what they're feeling behind the scenes. Absolutely. And um, to watch them come together and be able to be human, even with me, mm-hmm. and have fun and let loose was awesome. And so that's another element of why, like, all the hard work of even just the entertainment aspect of it. And isn't it fun to see when people are so good at things, a player or whatever, to see them get a little starstruck by whether it is the soccer yeah. players or by uh, someone like Kenny Chesney. Yeah. And then Kenny Chesney feels the same way. It's just a it's yeah. a neat thing. It was very cool. That is awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. I want to ask you about the, um, the Tepper Scholars Program at the University of South Carolina. And then I have a story about this. I'm going to tell you probably another story that will embarrass you. But again, well, I get to, I'm on the mic and I get to say this stuff. When you guys launched this program, it was during COVID and it was on Zoom and I happened to be on a call. You didn't know I was on there. I was helping one of our videographers out by just pressing a record button um, for something and you met with the first group of scholars and Nicole, you gave every single one of them your phone number and were like, (laughs) please check in with me if you need anything at all Um, and and I remember there were a few that were like, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm texting you right now. And you're like, oh, yeah, they check in all the time. And so so for anyone who doesn't know, can you just explain what this program is and and why you wanted to do it? So, okay, so education obviously is very important. It's part of our family's foundation. I mean, even before I met my husband, mm-hmm. that was very important to him too. Yes. Education was huge. Um, and he has this wonderful business school at Carnegie Mellon. Um, and he has done so many amazing things there, just how the, the business school operates. And I would sit back and go to all these different things and really take notes and understand how things are happening and want to pay that forward to someplace else. Um, and I'm still going to do that. Mm-hmm. And But when we came here to the Panthers getting involved with different universities like Johnson C. Smith and Clemson, mm-hmm. South Carolina, all of them. It, it, it's an open-door policy. Mm-hmm. We, we, we're open to meeting with everyone. I had gone down to South Carolina for something, an event, and I met the professors at the um, Retail and Hospitality and Sports Management School. And a light bulb went off in my head at that moment. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. And we have a lot of alum here, a mm-hmm. lot of Gamecock alum. Now my daughter's a Gamecock. Um, but besides that, I 
I realized that how awesome these employees that we have here, they all come out of this school, yeah. right? And so all the, more so the my brain started working over my heart at this point. I'm like, wait, wait a minute. We could do two things here. We could give people scholarships and create a pipeline mm-hmm. for, 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 yeah. for students who probably can't afford to be at this school but deserve to be. And how great is it to create the pipeline for them to either come work for us or we could set them up to go work someplace else, yeah. whether it's the Hornets or um, – the hurricanes or anyone in the business mm-hmm. like now we have the the platform so we could create this pipeline of for yeah di- yeah diversity and everything else along with it and so that's kind of where when it happened and we're on the third cohort so we keep it small it's four i actually want to go up to six but i think that will eventually happen and it's a process like you have to really have you earn it it's mm-hmm. you know um, and you have to keep your your grades up, and you have to keep. There's a lot of boxes you need to check to to keep the scholarship. So it's not easy, um, but they are they're killing it. The three are actually interning here this summer. Oh, well, I'll have to meet them. Yeah, I was gonna say I remember them from the um, call, the first cohort. Okay. Um, and um, they are incredible. They're incredible humans. Um. And I know one day I will see them paying it forward. And then that's really what it's all about is mentoring them. And so that's the other part of the scholarship is really mentoring them and not just giving the scholarship and leaving. And that, that's it's what I wanted to them. point out because I know you would never say it yourself. It's just there was no one on this call. It was not for anything. And you said to them exactly what you're saying. You said we it's going to take a lot to to finish this program. We expect a lot of you. But just know that we are here for you to support you, to mentor you. And that's when you're like, and in fact, here's my number. I saw everyone whip their phones out, you know, and you're like, oh, yeah, they keep in touch. They, they do which keep is in touch. Which is incredible. And I keep in touch with them. Yeah. And, you know, they had a hard time through COVID. I'm sure. So keeping that interaction with them through COVID was really important. I'm excited for cohort three. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, we're just going to grow it and keep it going and create this awesome pipeline and give – you know, young, deserving students an opportunity that they probably wouldn't have. I mean, one girl actually said to me, if it wasn't for this scholarship, I, I, I could not come to South Carolina. So for me, that's like a big deal. And to give them that opportunity and really work hard for it, because that's really, you know, the most important thing is to work hard for it and understand, you know, what they have is you know, priceless. So. Well, I'm excited to meet them yeah. now that I know that they're here interning. I yeah. can't wait. Yeah. I ask um, everyone who is a, a Panthers employee this, um, but it could be Charlotte FC too. I know we talked about a few. What is your favorite to end this? What is your favorite Panthers or Charlotte FC memory so far or oh, one wow. of your favorites? Oh my gosh. Only one. My favorite. Or a favorite. moment that sticks out to you. There's so many. I know there are. Um, I would say, I'll give you a most recent memory. Perfect. Um, I would have to say it was Tommy Trumbull uh-huh. um, at Best Buddies. He has a buddy. I believe his name is Eric, but if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. Um, and he has been friends with Eric for a very long time, and that's how he got involved in Best Buddies. And we just did um, 
a like a small event together, but um, having Tommy come in as a rookie and um, watching him at this Best Buddies event, knowing that this is something that he loves and it's a passion of his, knowing he's a player of ours. I don't know. A lot of the – like I do all these things with all the, the, the players, but for whatever reason, the Tommy Tremble moment for me was one that was – it hit me like – holy cow, like, this is actually happening. Like, look at this player doing this stuff for this community um, and loving it mm-hmm. and having the support of his other players, like our, his brothers, as you would call them, come and support him there. It happens all the time, but for whatever reason, that moment for me with Tommy was like, it just hit me. I don't know if it's because it was so many of them had happened. It wasn't about winning a football game or, you know, those, it, it really was that, for whatever reason, that was one of the moments for me watching him thrive in this life after, this will be life after football for him, yeah. right? And so to see that was a moment. I have so many moments. I know, as you said, you just um, picked one of the most recent ones, but I think it's a great example of yeah. the things that are important to you and that make you yeah. proud, right? I mean, let's not be, you know, I love winning. Yeah, right. <laughs> I want to win a Super Bowl. But you could have I want to be the best at everything. Of course, you know? but you could have picked yeah. any moment. And I love, I'm not surprised also that uh, the moment that came to you when I put you on the spot yeah. is one of, of watching. Came. Yes. The Graham Gano 63 yard yeah, field right, goal right, right. also came yeah. to me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, beating Philly at Philly the oh first my gosh. year. Um, that came to me too. No, but it's really seeing the locker room. Uh, or everyone just grow and really like watching them do great things that they love in front of my eyes is really probably the most important thing to me here. So whether you're on football, Charlotte FC, whether you're in sponsorship or social media or legal, like you're just, if you're doing something that you love and I could support you then, and it's not your job, it's your community or something that you're passionate about, then that's what makes me happy. I am so glad that we got to sit down and do this because I know that you don't love to talk about yourself. And I know I embarrass you and tell stories that you're like, that's not for, well, you know, that's not to be publicized. Oh, no, no, let no, no, no. Let me tell no. you how wonderful yeah. you are, which you are. I am so thankful. And I'm so thankful that you took the time to do this because like we said, we, I know that schedule is jam-packed. Um, but you just, you're Thank one you of my me. favorites. You bring a smile to my face. I'm so glad that we got to sit down and, and take this time to do this. Thank you so much for having me. You deserve to treat yourself, so turn your tax refund into a U-fund and give yourself a Straight Talk Wireless Extended Silver Unlimited plan and get a new Samsung Galaxy A14 on them. You can get a great everyday value on wireless with Straight Talk's unlimited plan starting at $25 a line per month for four lines. You'll save so much, you'll be enjoying that refund all year long. It's the refund that keeps on refunding. Find Straight Talk at straighttalk.com or at your local Walmart store. Taxes and fees not included. Offer valid through 41424 while supplies last. Online only. Must purchase a Straight Talk extended Silver Unlimited plan to qualify. Limit of five phones per customer. Family plan discount with four lines all on the Silver Unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. 
Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive non-stop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation.